Ho ho. Hey hey. Are we good to go? We're going good okay, today. So. <laughs> 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 hey everybody, welcome back to Sex and Other Human Activities. This is episode number five. I'm so fucking excited. Me, I'm Sarah Benincasa, and him, that's Mr. Marcus Parks. We broke a thousand subscribers on iTunes. Yeah! Yay! Which is awesome. I'm so excited. And, and that means, of course, there are uh, many more people who are simply listening to it online uh, or who are downloading it. And you can check it out at sarahbenincasa.wordpress.com or, you know, on your iTunes. Uh, you're probably listening to it on one of those two places <laughs> right now. I'm Sarah Benincasa. Uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Marcus Parks. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm uh, just getting over a uh, three-day bout of insomnia. Hangover? Uh, no, I quit smoking weed about a week ago. Mazel tov! Ah, Good yes. for you! Thank you very much. Were yeah, that's... you awake in Baker? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, usually only at night, sometimes during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens whenever you uh, smoke weed, whenever you're a heavy daily weed smoker i've been smoking weed every day for like five years now uh and uh i quit uh, and about four days afterwards you know weed dampens your uh dream cycles yeah and so about four days afterwards like my dreams just went insane cool. just, <laughs> no no not cool. <laughs> i could not tell the difference between dreams and reality for uh two or three days uh it was very strange but like the biggest reason why i quit smoking was just it made me very uh fearful and paranoid and it brought out these uh ocd tendencies yes. in me definitely brought those out like very strongly uh and what was weird about it is i uh check this out whenever I had that OCD thing going on. I spent quite a bit of time uh, convinced that I was gay. Whoa! Yeah, quite a bit of time. And even though I was uh, not attracted to men and attracted to women still, it still fucked with me. It was still in my brain, and I checked it out. And it's a fairly common thing among men with uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder. Because it's it's such a big fear that a lot of straight men, a lot of men in general, gay men included, have the fear that they will be homosexual because it's, I think, because it's so oppressed in our society in many ways, although it's better here than in many other places. And from when you're a young thing, you're most of us are taught don't be gay don't be gay don't be gay so it makes sense that being the worst fear about for you as you know with your identity as as a male Mm -hmm. um that that would be the thing that you end up obsessing over absolutely and it was a extreme obsession after uh quitting smoking we and also it was starting to have an effect on my sex drive really yeah yeah it absolutely was like and i was starting to think like you know what am i getting to the age where like i don't get boners all the time anymore (laughs) does that mean i'm gay (laughs) that means i'm gay because because I don't get boners all the time. <laughs> That's the way your thought process goes. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a weird, stupid thing. Uh, but since I've, uh, you know, stopped smoking weed, you know, it's like verdict straight. Yes. You know, my, like my my sex drive has uh, completely returned. Uh, I don't really think about that at all anymore. Weed also, it weed does dampen your sex drive. For some guys, it can affect their ability to get a boner, to maintain a boner, uh, to come. Like it can main, it can affect a lot of things. Just like you know, uh, it, it's a depressant. So it, no, it's it a psychedelic. Should, I think it's a, it might is nope. it a psychedelic? It's a mm-hmm. depressant. I oh thought. no, I it's know soothing. a lo- I know a lot about drugs. Well, is psychedelic the same thing? Like, is a psych like okay? You know, people will say that's a stimulant, that's a depressant. Is psychedelic a third category? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I know that some people get really hyped up on weed, but most people chill out. And when you chill out, anything that has a chill out man effect on you, anything that has a chill out man effect can also chill out your sexual desire. And don't get me wrong. Like I am not against it whatsoever. If you dig smoking weed, dude. More power to Do you. it, man. Do it, man. Like, Do it, Rockapella. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm all for it. But uh, but no, I'm actually – I'm happier than I've been in a very long time. Kick ass, yeah. man. I'm very happy for you. It can really – it can also fuck with people like us who tend toward depression and anxiety. Like it really – I mean we were just talking about that with OCD. But it definitely can. So good for you. It's a healthy choice. Mazel tov. Thank you. Well, I have some exciting news, which is that today I just confirmed that I will be hosting the fourth annual Row on the Rocks party, <laughs> which is the annual big rock and roll benefit for Planned Parenthood of New York City. Mm. And they do it every year to celebrate the anniversary of, of Roe v. Wade. Congratulations. And yeah, I'm really excited. So it's featuring this band, and they're great. I don't know how to say her name. It's Thou with the Get Down, Stay Down. And then uh, also featuring the Blood Sugars and Anna Edgy, I think is how you say her name. Um, well, I've heard of the Get Down, Stay Down, but I just don't know how to say Thou. So whoops, <laughs> sorry. I'm sure she's great, and I'll meet her, and I'm really looking forward to it. She's a gore. Oh. What a voice on this chick. It's beautiful. And they are a, a, a kick-ass band. And so it's April 4th, 2011. It's at the Bowery Ballroom. General admission is 25 bucks. VIP tickets are 75 bucks. Doors are at 7 And they are raffling off items like VIP tickets to the Colbert Report, <sighs> tickets to Rock of Ages, a home brewery kit from Brooklyn Brew Shop, a photography session from Christian Jensen Dinner and Drinks at Salt Bar, a beauty package at Mintha Salon, and uh, uh, stuff, uh, goodies, and, and passes to the Landmark Sunshine Theater, and lots of fun stuff to come. Uh, flavorpill.com is sponsoring it, and I'm really excited to host. So it's at ppnyc.org. Again, that's ppnyc.org. Planned Parenthood is a, a federation. It's sort of like, remember the Articles of Confederation back in the day? <laughs> back in the diggy-dong day? Remember when we, before we had the Constitution? We were all there. Anyway, so I used to work for their umbrella organization, PPFA, Planned Parenthood Federation of America. There are uh, regional um, divisions, if you will, and and PPNYC uh, is in charge of all the stuff that happens in um, in in NYC, which would mean Queens, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, and right here in Manhattan. And they do a lot of great stuff. They provide a, a shit ton of healthcare services. And no, that not does not just mean abortion uh, <laughs> for women here in in. New York City. In fact, uh, Leah Bonima, who's a, a comedian here in New York, tweeted the other day that they were her primary health care provider for um, for 10 years because you can go there to get your gyno check. Oh. Um, you can go there if you're feeling sick and they can give you referrals to low-cost or no-cost doctors and sick with a cold or whatever. Like They'll help you out. I'll, this is just a, a little something for everybody. They've been around for over 90 years. And really? um, they do a bilingual planning is power campaign, which promotes awareness about birth control, about contraception. And um, they've uh, I know I'm, I'm getting into like all the facty stuff. I promise we'll get to the good stories. But I just want you guys to, to know about what it is they do. They offer men's services as well. Um, which is pretty exciting. So guys can get their dicks checked, which is <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, I've got really good uh, for you. I've got an STD test there before. 
Oh, yeah. And if you get – you want screening for, say, uh, colon – I, I don't know if they do the butt stuff. But um, you know, screening for the ball cancer, you know, they'll fill your balls. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do – on certain days, they, they have men's health days and you, you got to check. It's different. Uh, the individual health centers are all over our city. And so I'm pretty psyched. So the money that, that is raised will go to all the services that they provide and it will also go to their action action fund, which uh, makes – does lobbying and, and, and stuff like that. And um, it's pretty neat there. I, I mean, they I was talking if you want to hear a, a heartwarming tale and I didn't even know about this event the last time we recorded. But uh, episode four has a, something of a, a heartwarming tale about uh, my experience with going to Planned Parenthood, New York City, the Sanger Clinic down on the Bowery and um, having a protester scream at me when I was in a very, very sad place. And um, how Planned Parenthood was so kind to me and how the women who work there were really good to me. And they were just, um, you know, they're, they're a great organization. And so I, I'm very happy that I get to give back to them. I almost started crying when I was on the phone today because I started talking about that experience. And I was like – and they told me – I was really excited. They told me that the escorts, the women who will walk you into the the clinic while protesters are screaming at you and who will protect you from flying projectiles <laughs> – um, or, or yelling and, and the such, or we'll just help you along and get you in there safely. Uh, they're going to be there. They're, all the escorts are going to be oh. there. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I'm going to freak out and like think, give you them think, free shit. You think any of them are single? Probably. <laughs> and you know they like to party. So it's entirely possible. So I'm really excited about that. Go to ppnyc.org and, and come out and hang out with us on April 4th. So – we're chilling. There's been a lot going on for me and Marcus. In our there lives. has been. A lot happening. I w- we're going to get to flirting. We had Angela write to us and we were going to devote the show to flirting and, and stuff. But I would first like to get a pet peeve off my chest. All and right. Pet peeve that is, uh, is sort of about flirting. I can't stand it. I can't stand it when, when people do this particular thing, women and men. And I have developed a, a philosophy around it. I have a catch and release philosophy about the dick. <laughs> and I believe that everyone should have a catch and release policy about the genitals. If I have caught the dick, it is my dick at the time. It's his dick always. But I get to spend some time with it. It's like a sunfish, <laughs> if you will. I spend time with it. Maybe perhaps I water it. I feed it. I caress it. I exercise it. I make it happy. It makes me happy. But then at a certain point, if you know we don't get married and live together for the rest of our lives happily ever after, uh, it's time to release the dick at mm. some point. you got to release the dick. Now, the dick may release you or you may release the dick, whatever. But you, you will part ways. There's a time when you got to throw that fishy back. And when you throw that fishy back, you need to release the dick. You cannot stay connected to the dick. You got to cut the line because somebody else is going to catch that fish and eventually release that fish, fish being the dick or the pussy. I want to say to everyone out there that you must at a certain point release the dick. Hey, man, I know what it's like. Listen, I have a hard time, you know, 
uh, uh, moving on sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, well, I don't know if that's true, but I, I do, I miss, I miss people, you know, when we break up or when maybe we have, there was nothing to break up. We just liked each other and then it didn't happen. I can miss that. You can feel sad about that. You, it can be heartbreaking when someone leaves you or, or even if you leave someone or they leave you for someone else or whatever it is. It sucks, man. It totally sucks. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be pissed off if someone betrayed you. I am not saying you should not fight for your right to party. I am not saying that you should pretend you don't care you should admit that you care but if you and somebody have broken up for whatever reason or let's say you never were even together you were just involved in some way it was a flirtation maybe it was a fuck buddy thing maybe it was dates and they ended at a certain point whatever it was when time passes nothing happened and that person has moved on you need to respect that and you need to release the fucking dick release the dick it's not your dick. It's his dick. He brought it somewhere else. Now someone else is playing with it and taking pictures with it. Like, look, I caught a dick. Release the fucking dick, you whore. So whenever you say, just to clarify. Yes. Uh, whenever you say release the dick, do you mean let go sexually or let go emotionally? Everything. You got to You know what? You might. Here's the thing. You might not let go emotionally. Listen, I have obsessed. Trust me. I have obsessed over exes. I mean, I still love a few of my exes. Like, I love them. And some of them, it's, you know, it's like, I mean, it's not as strong love as others. And in any case, I might feel bad. You know, I might feel bad if they move on. I might feel jealous. And and it's illogical, right? And when I say love, I don't mean in love with. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you love them. There's a certain feeling of attachment there, man. It's No one wants to see, especially if they go on and then they're happier with somebody else. And you're like, oh, geez. Oh, Jesus Christ. We were (laughs) together and I loved you and we broke up and now you're with somebody else and you're so much happier. That feels shitty, right? And then sometimes you also at the same time you feel happy for the person. I'm saying – because I have a fucking friend who will not release the dick ever. And I'm like, bitch, release the dick. So she's holding on to maybe five or six dicks right now. Oh, my God. Yes. And she gets so jealous every time the guy goes out with somebody else. And I mean all these guys. She does not know how to release the dick. It's like, okay, you dated this one five years ago. You dated this wow. one four years ago. This one was ten years ago in fucking high school. You oh. went to the prom and then you talked for a long time all through college. This one, okay, I understand. It was just a couple months ago. You guys dated for like six months you broke up and you're having trouble i get that i fucking get it listen i stay jealous all that shit but this bitch will not release the dick it's like it's like every time she's with a guy she needs him to love her for the rest of time or else this bitch cannot and i say bitch affectionately (laughs) this bitch cannot handle i say it affectionately about her Mm -hmm. there's other bitches who i'm like fuck you i say this affectionately about her just okay it's like all right, so he's you you caught him, right? For a time. Now you've released him. Release the dick. Other people are on it. Every guy who has ever fucked you or f- smiled at you does not have an obligation to love you till the end of time and you need to respect the boundary. That pisses me off. When people don't respect the boundary, when like they see, okay, like if I'm okay, Marcus. Let's say I um my ex-boyfriend who I adore mm-hmm. gets a new girlfriend. Am I going to feel weird about that if it happens now? Sure. Am I going to feel a little squirrely? Yeah. Um, do I think he's amazing? Sure. Did we not work out for very good reasons? Yes. Um, I run into them at a restaurant. Am I going to go and like hang hang on the guy? Mm-hmm. No, that's disrespectful. Is my heart going to feel weird and hurt even though it, there's no logical reason for it? Probably. 
<laughs> or is it going to feel uncomfortable? Am I going to feel a little shy or just embarrassed or go, oh, she's really pretty, man. I, she has nicer hair than me. You know, or am I going to compare myself and be like, oh, I'm wearing a better skirt than she is. Okay, cool. Like whatever it is. Am I going to do that crazy woman shit in my head? Yes. But am I going to be nice and respectful to the girl? Yes. Yeah. Am I going to be like, hey, guys, I want to hang out with you? No. I, res- I got released the dick. I released the dick. We collectively released that dick of course. into the river of dicks and it is <laughs> swimming among other cocks and it's shining and beautiful and someone else is going to scoop it up. And you know what? After things are over with her, same thing. It's like the thing that pisses me off the most, like I've cheated on guys, but the wo- only once have I ever hooked up with somebody who had a, a girlfriend mm-hmm. and it was when I was 17 and I felt guilty. I swear to you, ever since, I have felt guilty about it. 1998. <laughs> I have been wow. feeling guilty since 1998. I'm fucking 30. They're both with other people now. He's married. I think he's got a kid now. I don't know where she is. I'm sure, you know, it's like it's so long. They haven't been together for years. But my God, I still feel guilty about it. I can't stand when... I see women or men doing that shit. And guys, there is nothing so creepy as a man who has broken up with a lady, runs into her when she's out and about at a party. And this often happens when a guy is a bit liquored up. She's with a new guy and he just zones in and is either a dick to the other to the new guy, ignores the old guy, the new guy, which is also stupid, tries to fuck the girl, whatever. It's creepy. You got to release the pussy. It's a catch-and-release situation with these people's genitals. You know, the last time that I uh, was in that situation, I was in college. Uh, and I had been with this girl for a little while. Like my, She was my college sweetheart. Uh, and it was that was whenever I had uh, my nervous breakdown, you know, way back in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we broke up. Uh, it was completely my fault. I mean, compl- I take complete and total responsibility for this whole thing. But... Not long after, she started dating this other guy, uh, and we were at a rock and roll show. Ooh, yeah. rock show! Rock and roll. This band called The Advantage, who's awesome. They cool. play uh, covers of Nintendo songs. Shut the fuck up! I love it, dude. They're so great. That's they're awesome. so awesome. Uh, but I was at the show, and I saw like I saw her, and you know I had realized that I had made a mistake, like I had gotten on medication and. I had realized, like, oh, my God, like, I had really fucked this thing up. Right. Uh, and I saw her at the bar first. And I looked over and he's, you know, like, I kind of, like, my heart just kind of dropped to my stomach. And then I, and then a guy turns around. <gasps> oh, damn. And he's with her. And she knew I was going to be there. You know, she absolutely, 100% knew that I was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, she sort of, you know, strokes his back a little bit. Which might then, have been a little disrespectful. That's another thing. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's another thing, like, disrespectful to, you know, if she. May, it's not nice to, like, flaunt somebody. But then again, if she her perception was that you had been a dick, just like you basically said it was all your fault, maybe she needed to do that to feel better about herself or Of whatever. course. I broke her heart into a thousand pieces. Oh, no. Fuck you. She was so nice. <laughs> I have no idea. She could have been a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just automatically always am like, oh, she was my fuck you. No. Uh, I Yeah. It was, uh, it was so a bad deal So she's stroking his around. back. What do you do? I go over and say hi. Ooh, very uh, nice. Nice I, move. I have to. You know, it's like I can't just – like I go over. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like I can do this. This is fine. 
Uh, and so I go over. And by the way, the guy is obviously a douchebag. Right. Like he's wearing like a shirt that has like a, a huge American flag on Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. And from what I was told later, like he was pretty much like Marcus Light. Like. <laughs> he was Marcus douche. He was like if you took Marcus and just unleashed a big bag of Summer's Eve all over Marcus. That's yeah. what he was. And I found out later that he was like ended up being even worse than I was. He was and, a know, rebound. Of course, he was a big rebound. And of course, like I've changed my ways. I'm good. You know, I've been stable for like five years now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Uh, but I went over and I said hi. And I shook the guy's hand. Very manly of like, you. Ooh, that impresses over, me. Like I shook the guy's hand and I was like, how if, are you doing? If I were her, I'd be more likely to then ditch that guy to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, I fuck that hand. I fuck that one up so bad. And <laughs> and I uh, and I immediately had to leave because I was just, you know. It's it, devastating. I was devastated for like a week after that. But you like, did the right thing. It. You did the right thing by shaking his hand. That's a huge move. And then removing yourself from the situation so that you didn't do something upsetting and that it, so that you didn't hurt your own heart more. That's a smart way to do it. But I had such a hard time letting go. Like at, for that whole summer, like I did nothing but think about her. I, I tried – I called her and tried to get her back. Like I called her up. I was like, listen, I made a horrible mistake. I'm so sorry. Uh, and since I had you know, really hurt her so bad, she was like, I'm sorry. I've moved on. Like it's just not going to happen. Uh, and that was, you know, my, that was the summer before I moved to New York and the summer whenever I kind of got my shit together. Uh, but I had a very hard time letting go of it. And in fact, for a good, I would say, year or two afterwards, I still thought about her a lot. And she lives in the city now as well. And I, uh, you know, I just I would think almost every day about running into her. It's like, when am I going to run into her? Mm-hmm. Like, cause this is a small city. You run into people all the time. Do you ever see people and think that it's or did you ever see people and think it was your ex? Absolutely. I used to think that all the time about a guy who lived in fucking North Carolina. <laughs> I would see them all the time. I was like, he looks like my ex. Is that my ex? Is that my ex? Like. You can do that. You can obsess. You can miss. You can long for the person. Your heart can ache. You can even say to the person, hey, I made a mistake. I would like to get back together with you. But you don't disrespect that. To me, that's different from you in public disrespecting the boundaries. You Mm -hmm. didn't go up and try to kiss her. You didn't go up and grab her boobs. You didn't go up and punch the guy. You dealt with your feelings and it was painful and it sucks and it's long and it's hard and it's so shitty. And, you know, you tried to get her back and it didn't work and all that stuff. But like – in public, at least, you, you didn't – to my mind, you didn't cross boundaries with that guy. You no. know, like you – it was something between you and her. She said no. You gave up and like you didn't shit on him. You didn't try to humiliate him. You didn't – basically, you didn't try and wave your dick in his face in right. public. Well, my friend shit on him and that was enough. Yeah, when friends do that shit, it's Yeah, great. that was I'm like, fine. go for it. Here's the thing though. I ran into her. Oh, recently? About two years ago. Mm-hmm. year and a half, two years ago. I was uh, outside – uh, of my office and just I was out there having a cigarette and she walked up and, you know like she walked by and I found out that she worked like two blocks away oh, weird, from where I was working and uh, I saw her and while she was walking down the sidewalk like I saw her and immediately my knees started shaking wow. like my knees started shaking I was just like oh my god that's her like I've been waiting for two years to for this moment not because 
I wanted to get back with her, like, you know, that I would see her and it would be this huge romantic moment where she would take me back into her arms and everything would be fine. It wasn't that at all. It transports you back to the time when you were with the person and for you that was a really shitty time. It was the worst time of my life. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Uh, and she was, you know, a huge part of that. Not her fault, you know, but she was just a very big part of that time of my life. And uh, we talked you know, like we talked for a little bit and like she was exactly the same, had all the same mannerisms. It brought back so many memories. But after she left, that was it. That's awesome. I didn't I didn't think about her like I very rarely think about her, if at all. Like I really don't think like it you was released the pussy. You finally I, released the pussy. I finally full. released the pussy like I, it took two or three years. Sometimes it takes a very long time. Oh, my God, yeah. I hated my – I maintained an active – not active. But I, I had a hatred in my heart for one of my exes for about four or five years before I – not not it, it, it lessened as each like year went by. It got less and less and not until I was able to see him again or had resentment, you know, even mm-hmm. though I recognized it was hatred at first. It was love. It was hate. Then it mellowed into resentment. And it wasn't until I was able to see him again, reconnect with him, meet his wife, who I had known years before, um, that I was able to be like, holy shit. And it was such a beautiful experience to get to forgive and to truly finally release the dick. But I never – I never tried to fuck with her. I never tried to intimidate her. I was never tried to be cunty to her or embarrass her in any way. You deal with it on your own terms, and that ultimately you gotta deal with shit on your own terms. There, I, I was Marcus. The reason this is coming up is for various reasons, actually. But um, we were talking about how we were trying to figure out because some that Marcus was like had told me that some guy was once a dick to him, like a guy I was with, and we were trying to figure out who it was because you've met quite you've met a few people that I've dated, and they've all generally like liked you and thought you were cool because you're cool and you may not have realized i was dating them but like you know you've met like guys that i've dated over the years and you know we've had conversations and hung out and stuff and um so we've i kind of narrowed it down to who i think it is this dude who i was just like vaguely banging for a little while yeah who gave marcus attitude and it's like "Mm -mm, that ain't cool motherfucker (laughs) that's not so much catch and release it's just like bitch you don't own this he was a sourpuss. And he, he had only, a sourpuss. Like, well, he was like sort of like I spotted the guy and even before I knew he was your boyfriend, I was like, boy, that guy looks like kind of a dick. I don't think he was my boyfriend. He was a guy I was seeing. Or a guy that you were seeing. Yeah, he wasn't my boyfriend. He was like a rebound dude. I was just fucking. Yeah. And then you, you know, of course, like, you know, we're good friends. Mm-hmm. We always give each other big bear hugs. And introduce and, and shake hands. And I'm like, hey, it's nice to meet you. And like I mm-hmm. always like meet your girls. And I'm like, ooh, she's hot. Because yeah. they're always cute. And like we're slash sexy slash beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, I have date guys who are, you know, lovely. And, yeah, this dude was like fucking giving you tood. Yeah. Absolutely. Which if, if I had known, I would have been – I would have shut it down. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I didn't think that it was my place to say something. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, not- you didn't tell me till two years later, <laughs> which is a credit to you. Honestly, it's a credit to you. Like I think that's very classy. Um, like if I had known about it, I would have shut it down, but that probably would have just made things awkward. It would have made things awkward and you may have resented me. Nuh-uh. You don't think so? I, I know some people might. I would have been know? like, motherfucker, what's your fucking attitude? <laughs> I would not have played that. I've been like, look, and we're just, let's, we're just fucking. 
Yeah. We are just fucking. I get it if you're a boyfriend and like you feel threatened or if we're like serious with each other and you're like, whoa, what's the deal? Because I get that way too. Honestly, I'll be like, so what's the deal with you and so and so? Are you? Because mm-hmm. you want to know. You got to suss out the situation. You got to see the lay of the land. But this is just some dude I'm fucking. Like, fuck you, bitch. Anyway. Well, well, I, <laughs> well I've dealt with that, you know, possibly other, other guys out there can, can relate to this. Uh, is that I've always had uh, uh, female friends my entire life. Like my first friends, like whenever I was three, uh, were girls, you know, a couple girls, and it just sort of played out like that. So I've always had, uh, you know, girls that were friends. And sometimes whenever I meet their boyfriends, uh, they feel threatened. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. they're, just, they're just like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, right. why is he around? Natural like, what's going on instinct. With that? It's a natural instinct. The, to transcend it, as that's a natural animal instinct. But what is the difference between humans and animals is that humans can transcend their animal impulses. Exactly. And so you might initially feel threatened. I get that. And I get that too, man. I feel threatened. But you got to like, uh, and then... You know the person, you shake hands, you smile, you walk away, you chill out, you look at the situation. If these people seem like they're going to be fucking, then you should might say something to your girl. But if it's just, you know, her being like, hey, this is my friend Marcus, he's okay. Whatever, that's fine. Yeah. And I – and but, you know, conversely, uh, a guy can be intimidated if he meets a uh, – his – the girl that he's seeing, if she meets a guy friend of his, like I've – been on that side, I can completely understand it where I meet this guy and he's a really good looking guy, you know, like you can look and ah, oh, that guy, fuck, like that guy has, you know, he's bigger than me or he's like better looking than me. My girlfriend has a real sexy friend. My girlfriend has a real <laughs> sexy friend or uh, my, uh, you know, whoever. Yeah, my girlfriend has a real sexy friend. That's so cool to hear because for me as a female, I'm used to that. If, I, if I'm with a guy and I meet his girlfriend's and they're really pretty, I'm naturally going to have a moment or two uh, where I'm like, uh, where I'm threatened by that, yeah. you know? And that's something that I've worked on a lot in my life and I have ways to go. But that's so refreshing to hear that men sometimes feel that way too. Oh, absolutely. No, a- absolutely. I mean, it's it works both ways, definitely. It's like you said, it's an animal instinct that, you know, you see your, you know, the person that you like uh, close with another, like if it's someone that you know, it could be someone that they've been friends with their entire lives, or mm-hmm. you know, five, ten years, or whatever. Um, and you just have to accept that. And yeah, it, it's so it's hard. hard. It's so hard to accept. Sometimes I'll even say like, they'll be like, "Hey, do you want to meet so and so?" And sometimes I'll go, "You know what? I would like to, but you guys just go. Why don't you guys just go hang out? I think um, you guys just go hang out. Uh, you know, I trust you. Uh, I'm just going to take a little." I'm just going to do a little thing by myself because sometimes I need to have time to be ready to meet this person. And if I'm dating you, presumably I trust you enough that you're not going to go make out with this other person. So it's it's a weird thing. You know, eventually I do want to meet the person so that I can kind of assess the situation. This person's important to you. It's just – it's an odd – it's an odd thing. It's a really, really odd thing. Like I'm pretty clear on the – my philosophy about catch and release when your ex is like you got to just let that dick go that dick's gonna find it you gotta let that pussy go it's gonna swim on and find something else if it comes back to you then it was meant to be yeah but like (laughs) it's deeply philosophical but when when i'm dating someone um it's different you know it is when you are actually dating the person still it can it's a weird situation Mm -hmm. um it's as the friend though understand it it must be incumbent upon you as the friend meeting the new girlfriend or boyfriend 
Be nice. Make an effort. That Absolutely. impresses me the most. Be nice. Make an effort. You don't have to crawl up my asshole and be like, oh, my God, your skirt's so cute. I love you. Let's be best friends forever. Because I'm going <laughs> to be like, that's probably disingenuous. Um, but you can be like, hey, Sarah, it's so nice to meet you. I've heard awesome things about you. Like, tell me about this or this project you're working on. Or, hey, oh, wow, we have a friend in common besides the guy that you're dating. And what it, Or, oh, who? Look at the sky. It's blue. Do you like blue? I like blue. Like, make a fucking effort. Shake a hand. Make some eye contact. That's incumbent upon you as the friend meeting the boyfriend or girlfriend it's all about common ground Mm -hmm. like that is that that's how i know that's how i always you know get over it you know one of those things where it's like you you're just i mean because you think it's like all right this girl that i'm dating she's friends with this guy if i like this girl there must be some reason why she's friends with this guy. There must be something about this guy that's cool, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, she's cool. She turns to this guy. He must be cool, too. You just got to find that common ground. And then once you find that uh, and you actually get to know the guy and you get to know their relationship, their he- history, their past, even if they're, you know, used to date, you know, because they because I'm still uh very good friends with my ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like we hang out a lot. Like how we hung, hung out yesterday. She's hot, man. <laughs> Sorry, but she is. <laughs> She's like really good looking. <laughs> okay, yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're we're still great friends. Uh, and uh, during you know towards you know the end of our relationship, that's what we were more than anything. We were you know just great friends, but the relationship was over. You know, we were great roommates. Yeah. And awesome friends. Uh, but as far as like, you know, lovers went, just didn't work out. Um, and it took us a little while afterwards, you know, to get to the point where we could hang out and could be friends again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing is that I know that every girl that I date from now on is going to have to be cool with that. Yes. Like she's going to have to be cool with the fact that, you know, I hang out with my ex-girlfriend and. Uh, a couple, you know, two, three times a month. We get together. I go over to her place, which used to be our place. Uh, but I go over there, like, we'll hang out. We'll catch up. We'll talk about because we're both going through stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we'll hang out. We'll uh, catch up um, and just, you know, talk like friends. And it's great, you know, and she's always going to be my friend. Yeah. Like, always. That's beautiful. Uh, and it's – but that's the thing is that, you know – Whoever I date is going to have to be cool with that. And I understand if it's hard. I understand if it's something that's kind of weird. But on the other hand, if I date a girl who's friends with her ex-boyfriend, I have to be cool with that too. Yes. And I know that's going to be weird for me. But you're a stand-up guy. Like you like are very – I feel like – I know it will be weird, but I feel like you'll act correct. I mean you can – you can feel however you want. You can think like, I hope this person fucking dies. (laughs) I hope her new boyfriend dies. I hope he dies in a pit of (laughs) – But as long as on the outside you go, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. That's fine. And I know the guy that she's dating now. Oh. Uh, Like I knew him before. Uh, before they start, like, I knew him whenever me and her were still dating. He's a stand-up guy, too. Like, I really like the guy. Uh, and, like, I'm happy for her. That's like, awesome. she's with a guy that I know is a good guy. You're a goddamn champion. Nah. This is why I recommend you to people. <laughs> I do. I fucking, I pay it forward. I'm like, yo. <laughs> You know what? You need to hang out with Marcus because he's awesome. Oh, pshaw. Why do I say that? Because I fucking pay the dick forward, motherfuckers. (laughs) 
because I'm a good person. Sorry, I'm just sort of uh, – I'm fixating. I'm going to uh, – I'm fixating out of rage and it's just something I've been thinking about and I've seen a lot of it. And I would like to apologize to my friend who I will call Gina because that is her name for using her as an example earlier. Um, there's a lot of Gina's in the metro area, so she'll probably it'll be hard for people to figure out maybe which Gina she is. Uh, I will not say who, but she's also Italian, so it doesn't surprise me. Anyway, Gina, I'm sorry I used you as an example. You know I have I love you. You know I have also had experience with this in my own life, so it wasn't just about you. Oh God, I tell you, doing a podcast. Uh, with over a thousand subscribers and more growing all the fucking time. We, Marcus and I sometimes realize, and I used to, I remember when I had a radio show, I, I would realize, oh, and I'm sure you would too. You'd realize, oh yeah, people do listen. You'd go, yeah. oh wait, the, my grandma was listening. Um, but I sort of forgot because it's on the internet, but people listen. Yeah. Yeah. People do actually listen to, to what we say. Gina, you're a good person. You know, I'm really fucked up too. So feel free to start a podcast and talk <laughs> shit about me. The fuck Sarah podcast. The fuck Sarah podcast. Sarah's fucking crazy. All right, so let's go to this, uh, this this letter from Angela, who is a fan of the show. And by the way, you can always reach us at sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. Marcus is at twitter.com slash marcusparks. I am at twitter.com slash sarahjbenincasa. I just broke uh, 10,000 Twitter friends. Yay! Yay! You're that's supposed to awesome. say followers, but that sounds like some cult shit. <laughs> where are you going to follow me to? The bathroom? That's uh, pretty much where I hang out. I just broke 200. Mazel tov! I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. You're going to get there, man. <laughs> you are. So here's a – so from Angela, she wrote, hi, Miss Sarah Benincasa. She's a fan of what we do. She has an idea for us. Okay. <clears throat> Flirting. How do I do it? I'm a cute, awesome – oh, and she thinks that you're, you're sex, you have a sexy voice, by uh, the way. Thank you so much, Angela. Duh. I'm a cute, awesome, but shy single gal in my mid-30s who is out of practice. Fucking long-term relationship. There is a guy at work. Sigh. And <laughs> I love that's so cute. And if he's not interested and or available for a merry romp, I'd like to preserve enough of my dignity so I don't have to quit my job. I know about the hair flipping, preening behaviors. Okay, that's good. Looking up and looking back down. Ooh, classic, et cetera, et cetera. Intellectually, at least. But I want your spin and Marcus's spin. How do you two define flirting? What are your techniques? How can women and men flirt at work, clubs, elementary school graduations, funerals? Angela, don't flirt with the kids the, <laughs> or the dead body. What should women do differently than men when flirting, if anything? Are there differences between straight and gay lesbian flirting? You have to be prepared for any contingency. Do you have any tips in regard to body language, interpreting and using. You don't have to answer all these questions, but if you touch on half of them, then veer off into a mac and cheese recipe exchange. It would make my entire year, and I would listen to the podcast over and over again, and I would send you a bribe or thank you of some sort. And then uh, she said, we're pretty pleased, and I wrote back to her, and she was so excited when we mentioned her a little bit in the last one that um, she um, she was like, I almost teared up when you mentioned us. Okay, when you mentioned me. All right, so Angela wants to know about flirting. Mid-30s, dude at work. This is really our our area of expertise. Um, we're pretty fucking awesome, <laughs> obviously. Like we're, we're incredible and amazing. We're not bad. Duh. <sighs> okay, so flirting. Mm. Yes. We did. We talked about we talked about flirting with a guy at work, picking up, or a guy or girl at work, picking them up at say a work party. But this is interesting. Flirting at work. Specifically, um, I would say do not be too overt because if you're in the workplace, it can be very – it's treacherous territory. The, the, in a bar, I might say just go up to somebody and go, hey, how you doing mm -hmm. if you're brave enough. At work, 
we need to proceed a bit more carefully to protect your heart and your reputation. I would say, Angela, first of all, definitely make an effort to say hi to him once a day. Yes. At least. Um, definitely make eye contact when you say hi. I will say something about saying hi every day. Mm-hmm. I would... I would think possibly once every couple day. I mean, Ooh. every day if possible, but Good you know, call, Marcus. once every couple day. I want to hear from the boy. Yes, the boy yeah. should say, <laughs> "You're a boy. You're at work. You work in an office. Angela works with you. What's the best way for her to approach you?" Because if I'm at work and there's this, you know, woman coming by every day, like, "Hey, what's going on? Hello." Hi. Yeah, Hi. that'd be creepy. Don't bring brownies or some shit. That's like, weird. <laughs> like after a while, I would, I would probably get a little annoyed. Okay. Like I would Fair probably point. just like, oh god. It's like okay, like yes, yes, she's cute and she's nice, but Jesus Christ, I got me, work to I'm, do. I'm tr- I got work to do. I'm trying to work. Right. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't force the hello. You know, like forcing the hello is, I think, a bit. It, it flirting cannot seem forced. It has to be absolutely natural. Uh, what do you, What do you think? Do you agree with that? I agree with you. I agree with you. Um. If you pass him in the hallway, say hey. If you pass him at the copier, say hey. You know, even stop, maybe engage him in chat if he doesn't seem super busy. But don't force it and don't, for the love of God, come by all the time. Be like, hi, how are you today? Do you have a case of the Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays? Like, <laughs> don't do that. Say hi. You might want to add, when you do say hello, you might want to add to that hello sometimes. Hey, nice tie. Mm-hmm. Something just simple. That shows you noticed a little something, nothing obsessive, nothing creepy, just something simple and not forced again. Because if you're like nice shoes and he's wearing just some basic Brooks Brothers fucking brown shoes, like who cares? They're not cool. And he knows that. And you know that too. And he knows you know it. So why are you saying it? So I would say say hello, not necessarily obsessively, but say hi when you see him. Make eye contact. Sometimes drop in a little extra comment about something he's wearing or nice presentation or something like that. Okay. That's super basic. That's Mm -hmm. your ground – but that's your ground level kind of. And also, Angela, uh, remember, this is – you're playing the long game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. I mean this is – you're going to have to put some time into this. Um, uh, And – you can't really worry about it's like oh is he seeing somebody else and you know it it has to be natural mm-hmm. you can't you can't force this I mean I know I keep saying it has to be natural over and over again but it, if you can't do it naturally pretend mm-hmm. you yes. know, that you do it naturally exactly fake it till you make it now does your office have an IM system some offices mm. do also is he on Facebook are you Facebook friends. Um, are you is there is he on AOL? Is there some kind of you should not ask him, but if you already for some say you're both on Gmail and you see him on there sometimes, whatever it is, feel free to as a test send him an IM. Understand that at work, whatever you put on there at work is archived and is the property. Like people at work can look at it, mm-hmm. so be innocuous about it. If you desire to, and it seems appropriate, shoot him an IM just to say hi, ping him to say hey. I hate that phrase. Ping me to say, hey, fuck you. But I'm saying it. And I apologize to people who say that to me. I, I'm, I would be glad to ping you. But fuck you, ping me. <laughs> fuck you, ping me. Um, if you're on some kind of system, I worked at, at a place once that had a little inter-office kind of IM thing um, that was private, ostensibly private. Uh, see that. That's a nice way to ask, hey, how you doing? Have a reason. 
or like the presentation you did, hey, just FYI, I brought in cookies for everybody. There's more in the kitchen if you want some. Don't bring them to his fucking desk. Mm -mm. Let him know they're there. So these are just baby steps, little baby steps. And if he doesn't respond, drop it. Drop it. Don't try another day. Do it once. See if he responds. If he doesn't respond, drop it. And also remember if if he doesn't respond – it's not necessarily about you. He could be wicked busy. He might. I keep my my face. If somebody tries to talk to me on Facebook, I turn that shit off yeah. because I don't want to be bothered. I got other shit going on. Yeah, I keep my Facebook chat uh, permanently turned off. Me too, because yeah. I do not have time for that shit. Like that is, I'm like, get out of my face. I don't like you that much. I would talk to you if I wanted to. God damn it. Yeah, speaking <sighs> about about Facebook, this is you know something that I have to confess that I do uh, whenever I'm kind of, you know, you know, flirting with a girl or like sending her messages on Facebook before I do it. I uh, check my Facebook page uh, to make sure that I don't have anything on there that makes me come off as too much of a weirdo. Oh, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> like I always do that. Like right before I send the message or something like that, I just like have to check. It's like, uh, is everything good here? Like is, is everything – there's nothing to make me look like creepy or something, right? Because that's a fear that I have is that I come off as creepy. That's a really good point, Marcus. When you, Angela, and everybody else, when you are trying to interact with somebody new, particularly if you work with that person, it's a great idea to assess your online profile, whatever they have access to, check it out, and make sure there's nothing too creepster or annoying on mm-hmm. it. Um Marcus's profile photo is him with me cut out of it. <laughs> the photo that our friend Mindy took when we were drunk. It's great. It's Marcus with me cut out of it. But it's a great, it's a great fucking picture of you, though. Thank you. Because you're smoking and you're just like having a delightful time because you're hanging out with your awesome friend Sarah. Of course, of course. Um, but uh, it's a great, it, it's a good photo of you. Is there a Facebook place where people can go to be your friend? Do you open that up to to the public or do you keep it just friends? Uh, I, I keep my uh, page completely open. Well, I am at facebook.com slash official Sarah Ben and Casa. Check it out. Marcus, are you, where, where are you? Just Marcus Parks. Fa- Facebook.com slash Marcus Parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's completely they open. You know, you know, you can go check out my, my favorite quotes. Yay! You know, all, of, <laughs> all, all of my pictures, the uh, uh, fucked up things that the Murder Fist boys send me. Yes. Uh, all that type of stuff. We were, I was hanging out with our friend Mindy Tucker last night, and she was like, I tell you what. She's from Alabama, and she was like, if you – are a sketch group and you are not murder fist you just need to sit down because they're fucking <laughs> they're fucking murder fist i agree 1000 and i mean she and of course she loves like she was joking she loves a lot of like sketch groups and and stand-ups and all kinds of stuff. i mean she is a big comedy fan and more than that mindy is an amazing photographer oh, uh, she's the best with reservation.com mindy tucker with reservation.com so gifted so fantastic um but she was just trying to express her love for murder fist <laughs> well let's get back to helping out Angela and everybody who wants to flirt. Okay, so Angela, let's say we're you're at the first level. Once you get what you want to do first is get a regular interaction going in the office where it is mutual. Once he starts to show signs of actually reaching out to you, maybe he pings you back. Maybe he sends you an email out of nowhere. Maybe he talks to you in the hallway out of nowhere, in the kitchen, whatever, seeks you out for some reason. Once you get that kind of a symbol, now I'm that doesn't mean that he wants you yet. But he's certainly not opposed to interacting with you. And then we move on to level two. So we must lay the groundwork for just the same way, honestly, that you would if there were a woman in the office who you were trying to make your friend. It's like that. Now, once we've achieved ground, like level uno, 
we move up to the first floor because we got the ground. Well, no, that's Canadian. Fuck, I forget how foreigners do it. <laughs> anyway, point being, um, we got level one, which is just establishing a basic office friendship where you enjoy each other in a way that is different from how you enjoy other people at the office. Level one, office friendship. Level two. Level two is office best friendship. Mm. We're not even out of the office yet because the office best friendship is a powerful thing. I know people who've had entire relationships exclusively in the office, including fucking and breaking up all in the office. So office level two is office best friendship. Office best friendship arises naturally slash appears to arrive arise naturally but doesn't because you've been engineering it office best friendship is when you begin to email each other every day just for fun you send each other funny quotes links pictures um you hang out together you have lunch in the cafeteria or in the corner of the office together you purposely try to work on presentations together or assignments whatever office best friendship cannot occur without the first level office friendship Office basic friendship. So you must – I would advise you really office basic friendship is where you got to put your energies initially. Do not try to jump levels. Once office best friendship occurs, that is when you can move to level three, outside of the office friendship. Hmm. Outside of the office friendship is when you go out to lunch together. You hang out at off-site retreats together exclusively. You even talk on the phone about non-work things outside of work. And once you go from – Level one, office basic friendship to level two, office best friendship. Then when you get to level three out of the office friendship, that's when you can get to level four out of the office fucksies. Yeah. (laughs) Now, we could go through all of these levels. You know, we could go through all the different stages, but I I am afraid that to do so – would overemphasize their importance and underemphasize the absolute importance of office basic friendships. You know, I think you just mentioned something in level three that I think is very important, the difference between level three and level four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, I think lunch is extremely important before dinner. Yes, it is. Because it's So obvious. much less pressure, so much more obvious. So Yeah, but it's, it's obvious what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because you don't want to be too timid, but you don't want to be too overt. You know, you you definitely want to make sure that this person knows or at least not really knows but thinks about like maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah, you a- need to throw you need to throw him off his game a little bit where he's like, does she – do we like each other? Does she like me or are we just friends? I don't know. Make You got to get him to a place that's a little bit confused and uncomfortable and do not, do not become his – Oh, I'm just the girl that he talks to about his all his relationship problems. No. You need to, he can talk to you about that, that's fine. That's totally fine, but you need to talk about lots of other things. Yeah. Your relationship cannot just be you being the nice girl who he unloads on and vice versa. Mhm. Absolutely. And this goes for guys as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cuz cuz guys can definitely I think guys even have the have more of a chance of becoming the you know, relationship problem dumping ground than a girl does. You are absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've, because I've done it to guys. So I know you're absolutely <laughs> correct. Where all I do is talk to them about my problems with, them, with another guy, with like, when I was younger, yeah. Now if I do that, chances are it's because I want to fuck you or you're gay. But when I was younger, <laughs> in my teens and most of my 20s, if I was talking about my problems with my guy, probably, um, I just was like, oh, you're so nice. He's my friend. 
friend. Yeah. Oh, he's my friend. Oh, he's my friend. Now I'm like, well, you know what? If I'm going to spend the time, you're either a fag and a fucking love your shit <laughs> or like I want to fuck you probably. If that's all we talk about. If we talk about a lot of different things, then we are friends. That's of different. Of course. I mean, and, and also, you know, sometimes someone might talk to you about the relationship problems. We're like, eh? Eh? Like, yeah, things are kind of shitty between me and this person. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, you know, if you, it, it, just like you're saying, if I think there's a rule. If they talk to you about exclusively about their relationship problems three consecutive times, mm-hmm. yeah, no. You're just their sob story repository. That's you're just it. their you're their dumpster for their relationship bullshit. You need to be getting more out of this interaction you're having with the other person. You guys need to relate on some other kind of level. Baseball, football, ice skating, reading books, watching movies, friendship is more than just complaining to each other. Oh God, I can't. I can't stand having the complainers. Oh, uh, God, I hate the complainers. I complainers the, are so annoying. Oh, complainers are the oh, worst. Oh, complainers make me want to kill myself. Blah. Blah, blah. So, Angela, I hope. I really hope that that helps. But you let us know your progress. First, we're getting you to level one, office basic friendship. After that, we will get to office best friendship. After that, we get to out of the office friendship. And after that, we get to out of the office fucksies. So, you let us know what level you're at. We are assuming here that you are at not even at level one. If you are or you're beyond, you let us know. And everybody, please be uh, feel welcome uh, to, to email us, sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. Uh, we got something from uh, moviedude74 who says, count me as another new fan who was pointed at your show by Jen Schwalbach and Plus One. Yours is the only podcast I listen to that is not on the Smodcast Network. Well, thank you so much, MovieDude74. And, uh, of course, we love uh, Ms. Jennifer Schwalbach and Mr. Kevin Smith, of course. Um, we dig them. We dig the Smodcast Network. It's fucking awesome. Get into it. When you're not listening to us, listen to them. Or to, of course, to uh, to Mark Maron's What the Fuck Pod. And mm. I also like Nerdist a lot. Big fan of the Chris Hardwick's Nerdist podcast. Chris Hardwick, Jonah Ray, Nerdist is really great. Um, now we have something here from someone else. Let's see. Uh, it is Johanna. Hi guys, I'm so glad I found your podcast. It makes the brain mushing, life draining, hideous fucking monstrosity that is my work life <laughs> pass by in a gif. We have really smart listeners who are also really funny. I've noticed uh, this. I absolutely love the way. Our listeners write emails. Yeah, they're awesome. You guys are fucking rad. (laughs) You're the best. Onward, I'd like to suggest for the flirting episode to include girl-on-girl flirting. As a bi-femme, it's dicey to decipher when a chick is interested versus just being friendly. Also, how frequently will your podcast be available? Well, back to the Cassonian hellhole for me. Ciao, (laughs) Johanna. Okay, so uh, how frequently are our podcasts available? Every week, um, uh, Marcus is way better at nailing down a solid day than I am. I feel like Wednesday works for me. Either Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. Let's yeah. just say that every week, probably, <laughs> we will record on Wednesday or Thursday and it will hope – it will appear, you know, in in the latter half of the week. Yes. Yes, it will. So it will appear like Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. Something some, like that. Some point. Yeah. That will – it will appear latter half of the week, hopefully before the weekend if we can manage it. So there you go. We're at total half-assing it. Well, we're not. I am. I'm a pain in the ass. Um, now let's see, uh, let's see what else did she want to know? She, she said, um, ah, girl on girl, girl flirting. So 
I haven't done enough of – I'm so shy when I flirt with women, really shy when I flirt with women because I'm not as confident because I don't know. I know how smart – like I just – maybe I, I look up to women more. I mean I love guys. I'm not a man hater. Um, you know, I'm a fan of the dick, big fan of the dick. But I guess with women, I have so much less practice with flirting with them that I find it more intimidating and I worry more about what women think of me than I do – what men think of me. Hmm, what do you think that is? It's interesting. I think because I recognize that a lot of times men will just see me as, you know, tits in a vagina, mm-hmm. whereas women tend to see each other more as the whole person. And I'm used to being objectified by men. I'm not used to being objectified by females. I also have spent a lot of my life craving female approval, like mm. in friendship groups and things like that. So as far as flirting goes, I don't – you know, gosh, I wish I could give better advice about this, Johanna. I think girls like eye contact. Girls girls like the touch on the knee or the touch on the arm. Girls like it when you buy them a drink. Girls like it when you ask them about themselves. All this stuff, in my opinion, has also applied – I've had vastly more sexual romantic interactions with men than women. Vastly, 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 vastly more. But in my experience, I think that women like – what men like in terms of flirting. They like attention. You know, I – man, I could – the only experience I suppose I have with this is, uh, you know, my friends who are lesbians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fuck, I don't know at all. I'm bowing out. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what I'm going to do? No, I have no idea. I'm bowing out here. As we're talking about this, I'm going to put it on the Twitters. I'm going to say, hey, gang, we – need tips for ladies who want to flirt with ladies. My God, you were fast with that thing. Right now. (laughs) Go. Okay, I'm updating and hopefully within the next few minutes as we move towards wrapping up the show, hopefully we will have some more tips. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would have to say, like my my guess – oh, God, will this even update? Yes, it will. My guess is that it's very similar to men. But I would say never make assumptions with women. Women hate when you assume that they're, they are interested. We hate uh. that. We love to be pursued and, and we also love to be seen as, as a trophy to be won. Even if we say we don't, we do. Mm. Um, Trophy, that's an interesting word. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily shown off and shined, but we, you know, we want to feel like you're making an effort. Marcus, let's talk about where we record this bitch. Ah, uh, yes, the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue, best damn place in all of New York City to find alternative and underground comedy. The woman who runs this place, Rebecca Trent, is the best friend of comedy in all of New York City. There's free comedy here every single night of the week. And on Wednesdays, Wednesdays is uh, our big showcase here. It's called a show called Monsters. Woo! Uh, yeah, Monsters! Yeah! Yeah. Then who hosts Monsters? Uh, Nick Turner, Mr. Nikki T hosts Monsters. It's has some it has some of the best stand-ups in the city coming out to Long Island City, which is not in Long Island. Nope. It's, it's in, in Queens, Queens off of the first stop on the seven train, right off of uh Manhattan and off of the G train on the twenty first street Van All stop. Uh but Monsters is uh right now it's the highest recommended show that I could uh talk about here in like tonight. 
for we're recording He's this on, on the Wednesday. Show tonight. Uh, we got Reggie Watts. I love him. Ah, uh, Reggie that Watts fucker. is the best. I love that motherfucker. Um, and I run tech for this show, so if oh, you would like, to, if you would like to come out and say, I'm pretty okay. I'm fucked. I'm here at the creek all the time. Marcus lives here. If I you do want live to here. find him, he's here. Yeah, I have a. I wear in my studio right now. I have a pillow and a blanket in here. In which you do? I, yeah, I sleep on the floor in here a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I need my napsies. Of course, napsies are important. So, of course, my Twitters are fucked, and so I couldn't get some responses. I'll get them later when I don't fucking need them. I'm trying to remember right now. Uh, I'm in a band with an imaginary band with comedian Reggie Watts. Twitter.com slash Reggie Watts. Uh, I forget what our band is. Uh, I think our band is called like um, – I think it's called – oh, it, I believe it's called Homosexual Bathroom Encounter. <laughs> and I made it – I invented it on a plane. Um, and Reggie, I play – I forget what I play. I play the Marshmallow Triangle. <laughs> and my manager, having knowing this, sent me for Christmas, the first year we worked together, sent me an actual – triangle made out of marshmallows which That's was amazing amazing so um thank you carrie so uh i i play the marshmallow triangle in the band in the homosexual bathroom encounter reggie plays he, he got to choose his own instrument and he plays the inverted firestorm <laughs> best instrument i've ever it's heard a of really good instrument i don't really know what it sounds like but our band our band is really really good like we're really fucking awesome and cutting edge we're we're almost as good as uh thou and the get down <laughs> stay down tau thou i'm so sorry i can't pronounce it i'm gonna find out how to pronounce it i tried i looked up your tiny desk concert and I looked at all songs considered on NPR, and I tried to download the audio on my phone on here on my Droid, and I couldn't. God damn it, Marcus! Let me tell you something. I've had a lovely, lovely time with you. Oh, I always have a lovely time. With oh, you. god damn! Always. It's just it's a therapeutic experience. In conclusion, here on Sex and Other Human Activities, please tell your friends about us. Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. Uh, Facebook.com slash official Sarah Benincasa. Facebook.com slash Marcus Parks. Tell your friends. Tell us you listened. If you want to ask us questions, comments, concerns, Sarah at Sarah Benincasa.com. Uh, if you leave this particular podcast episode with nothing more, please uh, release the pussy and the dick. Please. Catch and take the catch and release approach. Catch it, enjoy it, and when it's time to release it, release it. And don't be an asshole to the other fishermen and fisherwomen who <laughs> then catch it after you because you fucking let it go. Yeah, and don't fuck up the fish too bad whenever you release it. Yeah, seriously, don't fuck it up too bad. Like, you might need to scrape it up a little bit. and But, you know, <laughs> do your best for it not to come out looking like the old man in the sea fish <laughs> where it's got mm, cracked isinglass in its eyes and it's all covered in hooks and shit. Try your best not to make that happen. Uh, all right. Well, this has been awesome. I'm probably going to go eat some food now at the Creek and the Cave and continue writing my book. Oh, dude, my publisher emailed me and they were like, we need your bio. And I'm like, oh, it's go time. Like it's getting to be <laughs> fucking go time, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a dust jacket time. I know, man. I got to get somebody to take my photo. I think I'm going to ask Mindy if she'll take it. Got to. She's well, I'll the hire best. her. I, I think they give me money. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> woo! All right. Bye, everybody. Have a Good. great week. Goodbye.